money is a tool. Spine surgeries is what I'm usually in and whatever equipment that I've either sold the surgeon or the hospital, I'm the expert on it. When I first went in, they, they asked me, well, are you squeamish? I couldn't imagine what that is like. Sometimes I have to tell the doctor, stop. Wow. Don't do that. I got the opportunity to meet my basketball idol, Michael Jordan. So you mentioned Kobe. Have you ever met him? I have met him. Hey, Monty. Hey, Arlen. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm doing well. It's a I'm, pleasure being here. I'm so happy to see you. Thank you. Happy to see you, too. Yeah. Monty, Monty. Okay, so I'm excited about this because on purpose, okay. I didn't ask anybody any questions, any pre-questions, because I wanted to really dig in a okay. little bit. Because you, you fascinate me. You okay. have this... You have a, like a demeanor that's very calming, which I like. Have you been told that before? I have been told that quite a bit. Well, all my life, actually. So. Really? So as a child, were you kind of qu more quiet and observant? You know what's funny, Arlen? Early on, like when I was in early elementary, like I got in trouble a lot for talking too much in class. I can't believe it. <laughs> I cannot. And then at some point, I just was this quiet, kind of reserved... Yeah. As people say, mysterious type of yeah. person. So yeah, I, I think it's uh, it's really interesting and re refreshing. Um, but you do have things to say. Like there's so much in your background um, that was touched upon in, in one of our conversations. I wanted to talk about. So first of all, what what do you do today? What is what is? How do you identify yourself in your roles? Um, right now, I'm just basically doing kind of some consulting work, basically mm -hmm. through MedTech. Mm -hmm. um, I was in MedTech sales for. I've been in there for 11 years, so it's what I've learned, what I know, um, and now I've just kind of shifted from what I was doing before and just kind of doing consulting work for different yeah. startups. So med tech, is that something that you have to have a, a lot of knowledge about medicine to do, or is it more sale? Like, what what is that, really? It, it's, it's more sales, but you do have to know what you're doing because I, I am actually in the OR um, with the surgeon, so I have to be... They can't do a surgery unless I'm there, if they're using my instruments or whatever I'm wow. selling. So that's fascinating. So I knew it. <laughs> I knew that. So they, so you are, you align yourself with some sort of instrument, some sort of technology that has, to, that's used in these life or death moments. Yeah, it's, 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 well, I'm primarily spine. So spine surgeries um, is what I'm usually in and whatever equipment that I've, either sold the surgeon or the hospital, I'm the expert on it. And mm -hmm. I have to be the expert on the body and I have to know how they put it in. And I have to tell, sometimes I have to tell the doctor, stop, wow. don't do that. You know, back it off, you know, wow. or change your angle or, you know, so yeah, a lot of people don't know that. And when I tell them, they're like, yeah, it's, I have never heard that before. So is is your fascination with the spine related to your work in basketball? No, actually, I, my degree is in um, medical technology. Mm. And then when I came out of college, I ended up going into, I got my real estate license in California and I ended up going into real estate and did nothing with it. Okay. And then a friend of mine was in med tech sales and he said, well, come, come try it. So spine is just something I kind of fell into because of the surgeons and most of the surgeries I was in. Um, so I just ended up learning spine and, and got pretty good at it. And here I am 11 years later. Incredible. Okay. Well, you know I have to talk to you about basketball. How oh, tall are you? Of course. 6'6". 6'6". As am I. 
Yes. Six six. <laughs> <laughs> and tell me, did you grow up playing basketball? Were you ta- when were you six foot? You know, what age? <laughs> Funny story. Basketball was the last sport that I picked up. Okay. Growing up in Texas, at, at back then, um, football yeah. is king. Dallas, we're from Dallas. Yeah, so, I yeah. always wanted to play football. That was the thing I wanted to play for the Dallas Cowboys when I grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, played football for a few years. Was a little light in the pants, a little okay. thin, yeah. and got tired of getting hit after a while. But yeah. it was athletic, was good. I played baseball. I played like all sports. And in ninth grade, I was like, you know what? Try basketball. Hmm. Were you so, already tall at this point? No, I wasn't. I was average height. Okay. I was average height. When I graduated from high school, I was probably six, six one. That's so average. So I grew about six one's average. <laughs> well, not Come on average, now. but <laughs> six one. But for basketball, it, yeah, it can you. be on yeah. the shorter side. Yeah, and then sure. I got to college, and I grew another five inches. Wow, I haven't heard it being that late. Yeah, I mean, well, it is late, but. I should have actually been a year behind. Oh, okay. My mom started me in school yeah. like when I was four because my yeah. birthday falls late. Okay, so you were like 17 going on 18, yeah, really. so I was 17 when I went into, went oh, into okay. college. yeah. So yeah. I grew my freshman year another five So inches. ninth grade, you said, let me try this basketball thing, yeah. not knowing that a few couple years, a few years later, you would be I had no idea because I was terrible. Right into it. You're bad know, at it. Yeah, I, I never played organized basketball. Okay. I mean, I was athletic, but I wasn't good. Did you get good in college? Uh, I started getting good towards my senior year, hmm. um, junior, senior year, and I still wasn't, I was still raw. Yeah. You know, it takes a while to learn a new sport. Yeah. Um, and so I tried to rely on athleticism as much as possible, but there was still a lot of facets of the game that I didn't know and understand. Yeah. Um, and then I just, honestly, I just kept working and working and working. And what a lot of people don't know is I, I had pretty high GPA coming out of high school, so I earned a full academic scholarship hmm. to University of Texas. And then I ended up talking to the coaches and the team. I would play with the team, and they were like, you know, and I, they knew I wanted to play, and they were like, oh, you, you can play. We're going to talk to the coach. And so and they ended up talking to the coaches. They let me come try out, and I, I ended up yeah. yeah, making a team. Was it high school and college that you ended up meeting these different people who would go on to be these household names in, in basketball? Yeah, well, not so much in, in college. It was more so, honestly, when I moved to L.A. Yeah. And started playing kind of in the basketball pro-am circuit here in okay. L.A. Okay, tell me I, about that because I'm not familiar. I'm barely familiar with NBA. Okay. Tell me a little bit about how that works. So there's a, there's a league in L.A., which is world we're now called the Drew League. Oh. Um, it's been, oh man, how many years has it been going on? Long before I came along. Mm-hmm. So when I came out here, I started playing in little leagues here and there, and uh, the co- my coach in the Drew League, his daughter actually saw me play in another league, and she said, why you come play with us in this league? And so I played there, and then they said, well, come play with us in the Drew. And so in 2005, um, was the first year I played in the Drew, and the Drew, if you look at the history, I mean, Everyone's played in it, um, from Kobe to LeBron to KD to, I mean, probably every NBA player you can think of has mm. set foot in the Drew League. So, um, yeah, once you once you've played in the Drew, you've you know as far as pro ams are concerned, um, 
so it's just like a circuit. They have several, like there's the Goodman League, I think, out in, in uh, back east. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, everybody knows Rucker Park in that league. Oh, everybody knows Rucker Park. Yeah. I don't know Rucker Park, but <laughs> everybody does. Yeah, in, in the basketball world, but yeah. Rucker Park's a big Iconic. So people, the people who love basketball, they they yeah. they they're they know these leagues. The so if you played in the Drew, and we actually won it the first year, yeah. uh, that I played in the Drew. Yeah. So well, I'll tell you, I didn't know who Luca was two years ago. So <laughs> I remember me. us. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Forgive I me. I remember that. But that's cool. So I know that there's some relationship to Michael Jordan's academy or something of that sort. Right. So a really good friend of mine is um, really has has basically grown up with. Michael as his almost godfather basically yeah. so he he started a league he ran it for 22 years I believe it was in total and I came on uh, I think I worked the last 11 or 12 of mm. them if I remember correctly but he had a basketball camp which I took my kids to when I coached mm. and we were there for 10 days and you had a team early on which I think I missed this part they used to have a lot of the guys that were going into the NBA as like, you know, mentors or coaches there. And so I got the opportunity to meet my basketball idol, (laughs) uh, Michael Jordan. I remember when I first met him, or or first was even around him, I was just kind of like, and I'm not a starstruck person at all. Yeah, I can't imagine you being. I Um, really can't. (laughs) But I think I was like, oh man, that's that's Michael Jordan. You know, well, so when was that? When would that have been that you were first in the room with him? That was, let me think back, it ended in 2017, so that had to be around 2006-ish, mm. something like that, if I remember correctly. Do you remember the first time you talked to him or interacted yeah, with him? I, um, so you take pictures with him each time. Yeah. And so uh, I took pictures with him. That was my first conversation. But I remember we were, we were out. Um, and I was sitting on a couch and uh, and my friend was standing next to me and I was on the end of the couch and Jordan sat next to me, but I was talking to my friend so I didn't really see him mm-hmm. um, sitting next to me. And my friend was like, kind of nudged me like, Michael sitting next to you. And I was like, and I kind of turned and looked and he was like, and he said, uh, he said, hey, what's up, man? And I was like, Hey, what's it? Hi, Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah, and and so it was, it was kind of that awestruck moment. But as I, you know, continue to go year after year, he gets to know you, and yeah, you know, he recognizes your face, and he and I don't know if, know if he remembers my name, but yeah, he's he would always joke and laugh with us, you know, once he got to know you after a while. So yeah. it was if I saw him today on the street, I'm sure he would remember, and he would probably yeah. say, "Oh, what's up, man?" You know, oh, but. yeah. And what does that mean to? I guess you were in front of for a decade, you were, or more. You're in front of all these, I would I guess, children and teenagers. Yeah. What does it mean to be at a pinnacle time in their life? Um, you know what? I, I have children of my own, um, and it's it's interesting because you don't realize, I think, a lot of times how much they look up to whether you're just a coach mm-hmm. or whether you're. You know, just a figure in their community, or mm-hmm. um, they they watch you more than you realize, and they pick up on your habits and they pick up on your demeanor. Yeah. And I think coaching them, um, I, I I realize like, okay, you do have this effect on them, and your demeanor does filter through your team or through the kids. And I think my calm demeanor, even in 
you know, whether stressful situations during the game, mm-hmm. you know, or they will kind of they will kind of mirror, you know, my demeanor or my approach to the game. And yeah. so having that influence on young kids is something I think that a lot of people may not realize. Um, they're watching. They're, wa- they're, they're, they're watching. watching. And yeah. It's making a, a yeah. difference. Yeah. Speaking of demeanor, you know, there's Jason Kidd. His his style mm-hmm. of coaching is very quiet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there are other people who just explode. You mm-hmm. know, every, every turn. Is do you do you watch the NBA? Do you do you keep up with you know every season and have opinions and different things like that? Yeah, always. I always, always keep up. I keep up with all basketball. I'll watch. High school basketball. I watch college. Oh wow! And I watch NBA. You like it? You just like? Is is it? Do you love? I mean, I guess what's the relationship you have with basketball? Um, I think because I ended up, I, I had to work very hard at it. Mm-hmm. Um, because it wasn't my first sport. I think I developed a love for it even more so than like football per se. Yeah. Um, because. I gave it like my 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 time, my sweat, my tears, like times in the gym mm-hmm. by myself. Um, I, I I find an empty gym even to this day. Like I'll go in with a basketball, and it's 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 therapy for me. Yeah, it's, it's relaxing. Healing. And so, but yes, I do follow the NBA. I do watch the coaches. I ended up going to the last Laker game. I went to. I sat really close to the. Uh, to the bench, yeah, um, and I like to watch the interaction. I like to hear them talk. I like to hear, you know, if I can hear the coaches talking mm-hmm. or watch their reactions. Or, and every coach has a different style. Yeah, and I think growing up in basketball, just like in the real world, you know, if you're at a company or you're working for someone, sometimes you can't control who your boss is, how That's they right. interact with you, or who or, your colleagues are, or who your colleagues yeah. are, and you have to adjust and still find a way to get the best out of yourself because a lot of times they don't know how to get the best out of you. And and sometimes you'll find you'll be blessed enough to find a you know colleague or a, a, mm-hmm. a manager that knows how to pull more out of you than you know is there. Yeah. But a lot of times that's not the case. So I think you know it, it, it teaches you about life and, and you may have a coach that you don't necessarily you know, like, mm-hmm. or may not have the approach that you, you know, um, that you like or that you respond to well. Mm-hmm. well. So, it, it just basketball is taught in sports in general. Like you can yeah. find it. I'm sure some people find it in football or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. well, that begs the question: Have you ever thought about or try attempted to be like on the coaching team, coaching staff of a of an NBA? Um, I never thought about doing coaching that much. I I coached at. And this was because I wanted to give back more so yeah. to the kids in the community because yeah. I thought I had something to go. I coached at Inglewood High School yeah. uh, for, I think it was three years. Yeah. Um, back in, oh, was it 09 to maybe 2012 or so? Yeah. And I coached JV, helped with the varsity. Um, Is it something and- you would do? If if it was on the table, yeah, it, it's a, yeah, no, it, it is something I would do. I would enjoy it. Yeah, because there's yeah. like, speaking of you know the bench, there's a mm-hmm. lot of people you don't realize who are, who are part of that team. Right, right. There's like ten people who they have laptops out and they're doing oh, yeah. all this math and all this stuff. Yeah. And so there's different. Uh, do you know that role that you would love? 
I'm, I'm trying to make some magic happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, the role that I would love and that a lot of people don't know, and I'll tell you, yeah. is I made an attempt to try to get into the front office yeah. of, of an NBA team. Yeah. Um, I... Like the corporate side of things. The corporate side yeah. of things, and how, and and more so like in in the boardroom, like building mm -hmm. teams, and and you know what player fits here, and what player yeah. fits with this team, and what player fits with that player. Yeah. Um, and so because of some of the people that I had, you know, developed relationships with, um, I kind of worked through uh, Mark Jackson, which is the. You know, the voice of ESPN, you know, calls the games. Fair. Uh, good friend of mine. He um, he was actually helping me out. Like, yeah. oh, send a letter to this yeah, person. I'll yeah. talk to this person. And, and I talked to a few, and I was even offered a, uh, it was more of a, um, like, internship role. Uh, yeah. To start out, which, you know, you got to start at the bottom and kind of yeah. work your way up. And just due to my responsibilities family-wise, you know, I said, I appreciate the offer, but, you know, I just, oh, okay. financially, I can't. Yeah, because you, you got to start. Yeah, you have to start. And you've already had this career that you right, have. Right, I think it makes sense. Yeah. yeah, it does seem, though, it seems like such, if it would fit like a glove for you. It, it would. just seems so right up your alley. I can see you with the clipboard talking to people and, you know, <laughs> yeah. doing these and, things. And, I, and I, think I, I think I do well with understanding different people. Yeah. And accepting them for who they are yeah. and knowing, you know, even in basketball, to be a leader, you know, like there are different leaders, Kobe, LeBron, mm -hmm. MJ, they all have different styles. Um, you know, Kobe and, and, and Michael were more like, I'm in your face. Yep, bravado. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to, if I got to punch you, I'm going to punch you, yeah. to get, you know. And, you know, LeBron's a little different approach. And I think being able to, for a coach, be able to relate to, you know, know that this player, I can't really yell at him because he, he goes into a shell. Mm -hmm. But this player, I'm going to have to basically cuss him out and make him mad in order for him to give me yes. what I need him to give me. Yes. We're going to make you, um, I've decided, <laughs> you're going to be the coach whisperer. Okay. <laughs> so you may not necessarily work at a certain team, mm -hmm. but you're going to go from team to team and work with the coaches. Okay. And Okay. Y'all heard it here. All right. First, All right. this is what we're going to manifest because that is that is really specific, and uh, you you know that about yourself. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure it's something that you know. Being at these games now, seeing all that, uh, there's so much that happens. It's very oh, it's very so dramatic much. that happens. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, I think I think that sort of I don't want to say tender, but like that more human side to things. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important and let it be okay. Um, so. Don't be surprised if I call you up and I'm just like, <laughs> like Hey, you're I, welcome I, to call me anytime. Yeah, yeah. So you, you mentioned before that there are a few relationships you had built over time with these different mm -hmm. and I just want to let the audience know a few of your your butt because you, you, you kinda threw uh, uh blew me away when you were telling me some of your friends' names. Mm -hmm. and I'm like, is there anybody you can say? I know you try to keep it kind uh, of private, I, but I, Yeah, it's funny. Uh, in LA, people love to name drop. That's right, and, and you, you're not and, that I, and I'm the opposite of that. Yeah, you know. And then when yeah. people find out, like you know, so and so, I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. We could <laughs> just say that it's a lot of the NBA players, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially ones buddies. from from locally. Um, you know, and, and I don't think it's any harm in saying it, but you know, like Russell Westbrook, yeah. known him since he was, I think, like a junior in high school. Wow. Uh, because one of my best friends coached him, and you know, he would. 
you know, be with us sometimes when we played in the Drew League yeah, or, yeah. you know, was a great kid and 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 I and I, I love him, I root for him, you know. Yeah. Um Darrell Darrell Wright, who who's no longer in the league but a good friend of mine, um, he played now his younger brother's playing. Mm-hmm. Uh so you know, is is I've and I've played with a lot of them in the Drew, you know, um, as well or against them. Yep. Um, so I mean, I could probably go on and on, but yeah. those are some. Because this is your first million, you talked a little bit before about the decision you made, not necessarily to go into the NBA in the front office um, because you have established a career, um, which is you know interesting decision to be able to make, right? Like mm-hmm. that's kind of cool. Um, there are people who are, um, well, first of all, there are people who are who heard you at the beginning say that you get to work in these in these really interesting situations with yeah. doctors, med tech. There are people who are, are like kind of drawn to that. Are there a lot of roles there? Because I want to I want to be able to help anybody who's listening who is interested in that know where to go. Um, there are roles there. Um, it, it's it's how can I describe it? It's like a lot of other industries, um, and, and you, let's say, in the VC world, yeah. uh, per se, yeah. like you have your kind of circle of people, and, and if you don't necessarily know the right people to talk yeah. to, oh, it's insulated. You know, yeah. yeah. And so once you're in, and I, and I had an in because the, uh, my friend that was already in, he, mm-hmm. he actually I went to college with him, um, so he got me in, and then once you're in. Then you find that the same people kind of circulate, yeah. whether it's from company to company or whatnot. Yeah. So it, it's it's just like kind of with many other industries, it's it's who you know, unless you come right out of, you know, like say college or a, a you know, some. I think they even have med tech like training pro school. Well, that, yeah, that's that's the kind of thing that yeah. somebody can look up and it, yeah. if they're interested so, in that kind of thing. And if you're younger, I say, you, and you want to go that route, um, start early mm-hmm. um, and then come in. But it, it's pretty much mm-hmm. who you know. And, 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 if, and if also, I remember when I first went in, they, they asked me, well, are you squeamish? You know, Ooh, it, yeah, I would not make blood, it. Blood, surgery, whatnot. I said, no, I'm fine. <laughs> and, and and I was and I was I didn't I didn't have any issues but I know people that have kind of got lightheaded or you know or, or uh, one of my friends I wasn't there but he said first time I went and I fainted and yeah I was like oh <laughs> well I think it's something like ten percent of people faint at the sight of blood mm-hmm. I'm one of them yeah oh, okay. uh, unless it's an emergency and I have to help someone I have fainted I got I fainted in high school and giving blood in oh. the library oh okay. woke up. To tungsten lights in my face, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I couldn't imagine what that is like. But I, you know, I force myself to watch the, the doctor shows, and they're yeah. so realistic. So. Yeah. Now, speaking of doctor shows and shows in general, mm-hmm. and your demeanor, I was absolutely floored when I learned that you and your fiance went on a game show. Yes, we did. You got to tell me about this. <laughs> You gotta tell us about this. So, as you as you can imagine, with my demeanor, <laughs> a game show or TV is not necessarily my go-to. Yeah. Uh, and I'll, I'll tell you the story. Uh, she unknowingly applied for wipeout for me. She, you did not know that she I did, did that. She this. knew she did it. She knew she yes. did it. She claims that she forgot to tell me. Yeah. Until I got a call from a random. Why number. did she even? think to apply to wipe out for you she she felt that i was athletic and she thought i would be good at it oh that's fair (laughs) yeah um so 
I, I appreciated her having, you know, faith and, and support. Yeah. But didn't particularly want to go and wipe out. Yeah. And so it, this story kind of goes, and, and they called, and they said, hey, well, is, is there someone you'd like to do it with? I'm like, of course there is. <laughs> you know, she's right here. And fantastic she was, so, who signed us up. So it kind of backfired on her. That's funny. But fast forward, they didn't end up selecting us for that show. Yeah. Um, and another show came up, and the casting agency reached out to us. And, uh, and so we ended up getting on um, The Final Straw. The Final and, Straw. And so. Now, I have seen the footage. Okay. I would like for you to describe what The Final Straw is. So the final straw is basically, to put it simply, it's like a huge Jenga. Um, and, and but made of what? But made of just different. They're, each tower has a theme. So like one was candy. I think one was like a Texas theme, which it just so happened. Nice. I was from Texas. Yeah. Um, and so there are different, you know, like barrels and pieces of, you know, fake pieces of dynamite and just stacked up I mean as far as like huge yeah and just so, absolutely incredible yeah f uh, structures that were yes. built and so you have to just like Jenga you take turns you have a teammate they, uh, and you're against you're, you're competing against the team and you take turns pulling until yeah. it falls over and the host is Janelle who plays Ava on Abbott Elementary uh, Abbott who Elementary, is yes. absolutely absolutely hilarious and also one of the best new characters on television yes, there is, no, yeah, if not the best. She's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I started I, watching Abbott after. After you went on. Yes. <laughs> what was the experience like to, to be on that show? Um, It, it was fun. I'm mm -hmm. glad I did it. Yeah? It, it's, it's outside of my, you know, comfort zone. Yeah. But you have to push yourself beyond your comfort zones, I think, sometimes, to even find out new things about yourself. So... I, it, it's funny because playing in college, you know, you're you're on TV, and, and but when you play a sport, you're almost so focused on the game, you don't really even realize yeah. your surroundings. Yeah. Almost, I um, find that in the audience, I didn't really realize there's a camera. I can't imagine what it's like for somebody who's actually exerting energy. Yeah, <laughs> not eating popcorn and. <laughs> yeah, so so it it was just being on TV and knowing the cameras on me. I, I I've always shied away from mm. cameras or attention. Mm. Um, that's just just been me. Um, so it was fun to do something that was, and I'm glad she pushed me to do it. I'm glad yeah. she got me to do it. So, yeah. it, but I was I was nervous. Was there um, ever a point where you thought I'm not doing this? No. Really? No. That is fascinating. So no. that I think people can learn a lot from that. No. Like you're you're saying, push yourself, go beyond your comfort zone. What What did you think you were going to get out of it? Um, I, I think I thought, what's the worst that can happen? Hmm. Like, so you don't. There's something really strong, I think, about not fearing embarrassment. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. because you 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 could say, oh, some my my, my boys are going to see this, but it's like, cool, I'm alive. I get to yeah. do this. This yeah. is fun. I get and, to do. But it. I have to remind myself of that sometimes yeah. because I am very self-aware yeah. of you know I don't I, I don't want to come across a certain way or or be embarrassed or. Yeah. You know, no one likes rejection. I don't like rejection yeah. or losing or failing, especially on national TV. Um, but you but, just you but, pushed yourself. But I pushed myself, yeah. and not once did I think, no, don't do this. Do you do you thank your fiance for that? And and I know she's in the next room, so mm -hmm. you can say whatever you want. We no, won't I, let I absolutely do. Yeah, I absolutely. If it wasn't not for her, I would have never. I yeah. probably would have never been on this yeah. show. Right. And and to be honest, if it wasn't for her, there's a lot of 
you know, I probably wouldn't know you. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> um, right. Right. You know, it, so yeah. she's she's definitely been instrumental in helping me. You know, and I think that's what you need in a partner. Yeah. You know, is someone that pushes you beyond what you think you're capable of doing. Um, Do you think about your partner um, as like you two are like? Are you married or, or no, no, fiance? No. Right. So yeah. you're going to be married. Do you think of yourselves as like? I don't know. I guess when you're thinking about your future, like, is it kind of like your co-founders of a company? Yeah, you we, know, it, of this relationship. Yeah, and 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 I have my parents as as a, as a great model. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're your your team, you know, just like a, a basketball team, it's just two of you, but yeah. your team, you're you're one. So you're you're hopefully you have a teammate that has some of the same aspirations and goals, and y'all can push each other to that point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a team and. And I push her in other ways, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's, you know, um, in dealing with certain relationships within in, in her life yeah. and how to deal with them and how, you know, yeah. sometimes, you know, keeping your demeanor yeah. at a certain level. It's like I, feet on the ground, head in the clouds, mm-hmm. perfect combination. Yeah. So we, we, we feed off each other and help yeah. each other. Yeah. And then because, again, this is your first million, how important is money to you? Money is a tool. Hey, I said that. <laughs> I said that recently. Money is a tool, um, and I'm realizing that more and more. Um, I grew up middle class family. My dad was the the mentality of job, job, job. I'm always gonna, I'm gonna have a job because he came from even less. Like yeah. it was like nine of them, you know, in a two bedroom house, you mm-hmm. know. So. Um, my mom had more. She was a teacher, but she opened her own bakery. She had more of kind of the entrepreneurial mindset. Um, so I got a little bit of both. Um, but I'm just seeing money as a tool as of the last few years. Um, and I think in, in our society, in our culture, it, we look at it almost like as a scarcity. Yeah. You know, in the black yeah. community, like once you have it, you want to hold on to it because you don't ever want to go back to being, it's absolutely true. you know, broke again. And, and, and you don't want to tell everybody else where it is. Yes. Where you found it. Yes. And so then that part, like I, I am so much a proponent of if I find or even think I found something like I'm, you know, I have my group of friends, like I'm mm-hmm. quick to, hey, this is something that I found out. If you would like to look into it, you know. Yeah. Let me know. And I'm finding out more about it. And I'll share whatever I can share with you along the way, um, you know, because it, it, it's it's no fun, like being the only person with money mm-hmm. in your group. Like you mm-hmm. want you want you should want your. No, it's yeah. It's core group to to, you know, thrive. financially thrive and be financially stable and, and whatnot. So, yeah. So you mentioned Kobe a couple of times mm-hmm. being in L.A., have you ever met him? I have met him. I've okay. met him on several occasions. Yeah, what was that like? Uh, and when did you, I mean, how did you meet him? Well, the first time I met him was um, at a, and, and this loops back, I'm, I'm not a TV person, but I was playing basketball. That Nike used to have like a private run. Um, for, and when I say run, like you had to be invited to play basketball at this particular gym on a certain night. Mm. And uh, and they and they would give out product and things to kind of you know incentivize you, um, and through that 
and they asked, hey, we're going to take pictures of you. We're doing something, you know, with, with they didn't say with who, yeah. but because I've done it with a few other people, too. I did one with LeBron, um, I think Elton Brand, Ben Gordon at the time. Um, when you say done one, you, you've uh, done one, it's a picture? Sorry, or it's, it, it's, it's more of like a uh, online ad. Yeah. Um, you know, slash online commercial. Is it like video of you playing? Yeah, there are still some on, on some of them were instructional. Like yeah. uh, there was some, you know, LeBron's was, it's called Signature Move, I think it is. And you can YouTube it, I think, and it pops up. Nice. Um, and so well, they show different moves and they, something yeah. Nike does. But uh, but yeah, so I back to Kobe, um, the time that, the first time I did one with Kobe, you know, they told us, oh, it's going to be with Kobe. It's his first shoe. Mm. Um, it's for his first shoe. And, and, you know, Kobe had kind of gotten a reputation for kind of being, you know... Hard to uh, deal with. Hard to deal yeah. with or antisocial or kind yeah. of for whatever the case may be. And so I didn't really expect much interaction with him. Um, and I remember when when we were there, we were kind of in a group, me and the guys that were there for the commercial. Um, someone came up and, and kind of chucked me in my ribs from behind. Yeah. And I turned and it was, it was Kobe. Yeah, I was like, oh, it, like it was playfully, under, playfully. Yeah, and he was, he was one of the most pleasant, like playful, you know, people like in that environment. I don't know if it's because it was a closed environment or whatnot, but you know, and I was like, oh, this dude isn't anything like people yeah. paint him out to be. Yeah, he was a, you know, great, great guy. And I'm, I, I, we did, I did, I think, one or two more with him after that and, and would see him. I even worked his basketball camp. He had a basketball camp, too. Nice. Um, so, yeah, just, it's a great guy. Can I ask you um, if you remember where you were when you found out about his untimely death? Yeah, I was actually in the Bay Area visiting my fiance, and uh, we had gotten up. It was early, and she came in, and she was like, Kobe's... They said Kobe's dead. And I was like, wait, what? You know, and, and I didn't believe it. So obviously I got on my phone and mm -hmm. kept, you know, searching and, and you know, it, it was, you know, even, even though like I wasn't like his best friend or close to him, it, 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 was, it was jarring as it was for a lot of the, the country because you wouldn't expect. And I think he was just finding his, like, I don't know, it seemed like he was really into like, his, his family and his girls and he was he was at a point where he was starting to give like himself to back to to people and, and enjoying things so I really hated to see and I do think like I would have gotten more interaction with him at some point yeah um, yeah there's a mourning of that of what could have been yeah. of course yeah. yeah yeah and it do you do you feel there was a coming together of the NBA community or the basketball community that was a little bit separate from what the average person would have seen? Yeah. Yeah, there was. Yeah. There was. A lot of them, I think, grieved personally and not, you know, in front of the cameras. You yeah. know, LeBron kind of, you know, went behind the curtain. You know, I know yeah. he was bothered by it. And, yeah. you know, it, you lose someone like that at, at you know, at that early of an age is, yeah. who was now a mentor for a lot of the younger players in the league. So, yeah, yeah. It, it hit a lot of them hard. I just wonder, have you ever thought about doing commentary, whether it's a radio or television commentary about basketball? Um, I have not given that any thought. 
Okay. I have not. Um, well, let's let's open that. Let's put that on the table too. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm here for it all. Yeah. Do you feel I, like you would be good at that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think I, I could give good perspective and and yeah. you know, cause I, I, honestly, I talk to my son a lot about basketball. Yeah. You know, we pause and games and. Well, you could start a podcast you know. just to start things off. But if anybody's watching who works in the NBA, works on ESPN or any of those types of things, we got Monty here. Hey, who, who has the ability to do that? I think you'd be really great at that. Uh, you know, especially the technical things, and again, like the observations, mm-hmm. a little bit of them on the more human side. Um, and then you just know your stuff, and you, you kind of know well, what you're doing. You. Yeah, thank you. so that'd be I fun. That'd be fun. It. Well, thank you so much, Monty. It's been amazing talking to you, and I can't wait to see what happens next. Uh, I'm going to be calling you a lot, so call I apologize, any, Marlon. And I have to say, it is. Beyond a privilege to be sitting here with you, um, I admire you since I heard your story at uh, the block party. I was like, oh, she's amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank so, you. I appreciate that. It means a lot to me. Thank you.